And hello and welcome to another edition of City View, a podcast, Quincy podcast. My name is Mark Carey. I'm the media director for Mayor Coke. And Mayor Coke, I am in his office. Welcome, Mayor, to your own office and to your own show. Mike, we're sitting here, beautiful day, getting ready for another snowstorm. It is, and as we begin this podcast, we uh, just want to mention the um, situation that's happening right now. I know that you do, we're obviously we're praying for the folks in Ukraine right now as Russia has just invaded. Yes, whatever uh, whatever faith tradition you may have, certainly ask you to pray in your tradition for peace, peace in the world, peace in our land, uh, and also to pray for our, our veterans. We have men and women serving all across the globe. Nobody thinks about... Uh, serving to keep the peace, and uh, though they're not in the front lines in this battle, anything can happen at any time. So let's keep them and their families in our prayers as well. As as the, as the recording of this podcast, they just sent another 7,000 troops over to Germany. I know there's a whole bunch of troops over in uh, Poland, and they're all asking for U.S. troops, of course, all around to keep everything secure, right? I mean, yeah, this I is kind of crazy. It, maybe we could do a show someday just on, on some of this stuff, but you know, in my view, one of the challenges we have as a democratic republic, is our government changes every four years. Mm. And you've got world leaders such as Mr. Putin and, and uh, the president of China who are in there for generations, and they're mm. in it for the long game. And then they're not in it for the, for the good of humankind. Yeah. And we've got to be cognizant of that. So just as there was no appetite back uh, in some of the other wars for us to send people to another land for people don't here don't understand what the purpose would be, the long-term more democracies in the world, the far better for mankind. So there is a greater good. It doesn't always, you can't always connect the dots immediately. And I'm not suggesting we send troops over there. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, let's stay tuned and uh, certainly keep our men and women in our press. Yeah, as we are a diverse community with so many different people and so many different backgrounds, we're sure there are Ukrainian members that are living in Quincy. So our hearts and our prayers go out to you and all of your family members yeah, and everyone at you in the Ukraine. For you, it spoke last week at the Congregation Beth Shalom of the Blue Hills, of course, as it is now. A lot of our, our, our Jewish brethren are were from Quincy. Yeah, so it's Friday night. They had the Shabbat, and then they asked me to say a few words and take questions. Uh, most of the folks were on Zoom, so they had a big yes. screen. I was in a booth. It was uh, they're still very conscious of the of the pandemic issues. So, and I certainly respect that. And of course, Janet Peckin is one of my assistant solicitors. Janet's a great person, very talented lawyer, and certainly got to give a shout out to her mother Gladys, who's one of my Big supporters out there. And members of that congregation, so, actually. Yes, and members of that con- congregation. They had uh, asked, uh, they were the conduit to, to invite me over, so I was glad to go over. And uh, Rabbi Benjamin, of course, has come to a number, number of Quincy events. Great guy. And he's a good man. So, I, so it was fun. Uh, you know, we spoke about the issues of the day. We took a bunch of questions from members of that congregation who live in Quincy. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. It's, what what you did know, you talk about? Tell me what you're... We talked about the issues of the day. We talked about the pandemic. We talked about some of the challenges we're facing in the schools, some of the social justice issues. No, it was, it was fun. I, I enjoy that venue of, of Q&A, being out there. And it's been a while because of the pandemic. I haven't had the opportunity to be out direct with people as mm. much because of the world we've been living in. But it was, it was fun to get out there. And, and you know, it just acknowledgement. I, you know, at one time in our lifetime, Mark, we had three different... Uh, Jewish temples in Quincy. I know. Uh, Lancaster Street, Rabbi Mann, uh, Rabbi David Jacobs, the Bethel on Hancock Street, mm-hmm. which is now apartments. And there was one on Adams Street that was closed a long time ago. It's now a condominium. So though I know we have many folks of Jewish heritage in our city, there's no place of, of worship here anymore for them. So many go over to this new place in Milton. It's a beautiful place. Uh, so I thank them again for the invitation. And they presented with me a, a copy of a letter that George Washington wrote 
I see a copy right now. It's yeah, all it was it really nice. cool. As yeah. as you know, I like history, Mark. And George Washington had sent a letter to the Hebrew congregation in Newport, Rhode Island, and he basically was talking about the citizens of the United States having a right to applaud themselves for having given to mankind examples of enlarged and liberal policy, policy worthy of imitation. Basically, going on to say about you can worship in your own way in this land without any fear of punishment. Or that's pretty cool. That's I, pretty cool. I had never, uh, yeah. Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Benjamin rather mentioned it on Hanukkah, and I said to him afterwards, "Wow, I never heard of that." So, of course, that tripped him to give me a copy of it that night. So, it'll be wow, that's a, great. It'll be hung in my office. It's really cool. Fantastic. Where the writing skill of those guys, the penmanship. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Um, this is a copy of George correct. Washington's actual letter. That's Cor- a, correct. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Well, let's shift gears, if we may. Sure. We're really going to talk mostly about this issue today in today's podcast, and it's all about transportation. Now, we did this about a month or two ago. We talked about your appointments to both the MBTA board, uh, advisory board, and to the Mass uh, Department of Transportation from the governor. Well, actually, it was on the advisory board for 10 years. And then right. the new law created the MBTA Board of Directors, because I chaired the advisory board, I am now a member of the MBTA Board of Directors. That's right. Two of the members of the MBTA Board of Directors also then go on to the Mass Department of Transportation Board of Directors. So the governor appointed me in that role as well. So it's uh, it's been... It's been a lot of work. It's been challenging, extremely interesting. But we need to do this work, uh, you know, for the people of Commonwealth, but also for the people of Quincy. We've seen you in here with, uh, obviously, a lot of Zoom meetings, too. And you've traveled throughout, I know, the state a little bit, looking at some of these places. But what are some of the initiatives and thoughts and maybe discussions that you've had that you're able to talk about right now? Even take the MBTA Well, first of all, it's, it's a new board. So, you know, they had a fiscal financial control board there up until last year that were making tough decisions and making recommendations. The, the idea was that was going to be temporary. And then out of that, with new legislation, they created a board of directors for the T. The T follows under the Mass Department of Transportation now, but it's kind of a separate division. It's yeah. kind of a strange setup, honestly. Yeah. used to be completely independent and separate, which was kind of crazy because, in, you know, you're talking about transportation, yeah. all forms. It does make sense to be as part of the Department of Transportation. But having said that, so I am the vice chairman of the board for the MBTA, and I do chair the subcommittee on workforce development compensation. Mm. Uh, so we've uh, we've had a number of meetings with MBTA staff, letting us know what the policies are, questioning, pushing back, getting information and answers. You know, with the new the new laws, both from the federal level at the state level, about now you know the equality issues and uh, EDI, all of those things. So those come into play. Oh, the the T I would say is has been way ahead of its time as far as diversity goes. They've had policies in place for years. My people of minority have, have great opportunity to work at the T, and, and now that's extended more a little bit, the law into vendors and uh, people that they hire that certain percentages should be fall into the same category. So, you know, I've been spending some time on that. We've been talking about capital things. We, we voted last month on $500 million in capital improvements to a number of wow. uh, places and stations. Mm. And uh, that's all important work, real important work, because I, from the day I became the mayor, Mark, one of the priorities has been infrastructure, because you can't keep putting off infrastructure. Right. And, and as we know in the city, sometimes people get upset because the road's dug up, but you know we're doing water mains, sewer mains, we're doing seawall work, placing gas mains. All that stuff has to happen Emergency to keep the city services, vibrant. Yeah. You don't think about the stuff underground, so, but it's all very, very important. And of course, the stuff you see at the state is uh, it's it's the surface level stuff. It's 
It's the roads and the highways and the trains and the railroads and the uh, ferries and so forth. So there's different modes of transportation. You know, the MBTA overseas, you know, obviously it's the, the subway, is the heavy rail, the commuter rail, there's the bus services, there's the ferry services, and uh, it's, it's a robust system. It's, the subway is the oldest subway system in America. Keep that in mind. Park Street was the first subway station in America. We beat New York at the time. Then, of yeah. course, New York went on to build a vast, huge system down for huge. to meet their needs. This has been early on. We're really setting the stage. We're, we're getting a lot of information. But one of the issues that has been talked about is, is fares, both the way in which people pay the fare but also there's been a lot of discussion about reduced fares for certain population or low income. There's always been programs for students and seniors and folks with handicap. They use the ride program, but they wanted to extend that. Some folks want to extend that. And it came out of a little bit, I think, from Mayor Wu's decision to fund this pilot program. So they're using City of Boston money to fund certain bus routes in Boston for people to ride for free. Now, there's some, there's some great arguments for it in that it, it also keeps things moving more quickly. You're not people aren't backing up because they're waiting to pay in some form. Uh, so you, you get in, you get on the trains or the or the buses much more quickly. If this were the case, the flip side is actually the biggest part of the revenue from the T doesn't come from fares. It comes from the sales tax. One penny of the sales tax goes to the MBTA. Wow! But the next biggest piece is it's like forty. 40 some odd percent is from fares. So if if you did if you did this free across the board, it's it's like seven hundred million dollars you'd have to find. Wow. So advertising and, and too is another one, I'm sure, right? It's a small one, really? honestly. Wow. Yeah. Sales tax and the fares are the biggest chunks. Mm. Then the communities like Quincy, we have an assessment. Yep. So we pay an assessment because we have the T in our city. Oh yeah. That's a benefit. So that there's there's that revenue as well. But the fact is it's it's on the table now. People are talking about it. First, on how to do the Charlie cards rather than having the old paper ones. You got the, the more modern cards now. They can be tapped much easier. Again, it's it's to make the trip that much easier and efficient for people as possible. And you know, Boston's probably a little behind the other metro districts around the country in that regard. So, so it's an upgrade IT wise on how we do it. Then the question is. How much is charged, if any charge at all? Wow! And those are the discussions that are going on right now. Interesting. And, and you know, there's nothing for free. I mean, it's yeah. But even reduced, I'm sure would be an would be an option that people, I'm sure, would love, right? Well, I mean, there's, there's some of that now anyway. But again, you got to find where we're going to make that up. I right. mean, it's, there was a lot of deferred maintenance for a long time on the MBTA for a long time. We're catching up with that. I, you know, and I give a lot of that credit to. To Governor Baker, his leadership on the transportation issue has been tremendous. You know, you, Steve Povchak, the general manager, has done a remarkable job. There's some great people that work there, but it's a big old agency, and mm. it's like turning a cruise ship. You know, it, it takes some time. And uh, I think we're making good progress. We've got a long way to go. We're making good progress. And, you know, locally, we've had the new Wallison station done. We're having the garage as we speak, Quincy Adams. It'll be finished up. Nice. And we are working now on, on plans for the Quincy Center station, to upgrade that. I mean, none of them were pretty in Quincy when they opened. Yeah, it the was cars, a 1960s too. architectural. The stuff, train yeah. cars, too. The red line cars are going to be changed at some point. Yes, right? so I mean, was, yeah. those should have been on, on board now or online, but they, they had some issues. So those went back to the manufacturer for adjustment. Uh, but yeah, all those will be replaced. The systems, the signal systems have been replaced, upgraded. So there's been a lot of good progress for, for sure. Uh, for the first time in about 40 years Yeah, on the yeah. red line, Quincy South, down a branch tree. So, so that's, that's all positive. And then, of course, the the MassDOT board is more on uh, bridges and the highways yeah, and, and yeah. things directly related to what they do each and every day. And it's important work. And 
course, right now we're we're all very excited about the infrastructure built at the federal government level, which is going to provide a lot of dollars to states and uh, state entities and cities and towns to upgrade bridges and roads and and other infrastructure. And that's the next part of this transportation conversation. I mean, thank you for the update on the MBTA. I remember when they were talking about trying to privatize the MBTA. Remember that? Long time ago? (laughs) Right. Or riding those cars from the 1970s and 80s on the red line. Anyway, moving on to the local infrastructure programs and transportation, things like that. You want to talk about some of the initiatives that were here that are coming here to Quincy? Yeah, for example, Marymount Parkway has a bridge. There's a culvert there, a bridge over Black's Creek that is in its final stages of its life. The federal government talked about this in the infrastructure bill. There's thousands of bridges all across this country that are in bad shape. Mm. Uh, now, we saw when President Biden visited Pennsylvania, they had a bridge collapse not far from where that was. A pretty good story to try to accentuate his announcement on the infrastructure. Yeah. Wow. But the reality is we've seen failures across the country from time to time on bridges. It's dangerous, mm-hmm. and uh, so we need to pay attention to that. Now, a few years back, MassDOT did rebuild the Beale Street Bridge, the Dimmick Street Bridge, and the Nuesquanum Street over Newport Avenue, yeah. those were all upgraded, and they're in pretty good shape. Yeah. The bridge over Marymount Parkway, the Congressman Lynch has been helping us that with, with the federal earmark that will be part of the infrastructure bill. It's probably an $8 million fix, for example. It's not a big bridge, but mm. it's a bridge. It needs to be adjusted and taken care of. And that's an important waterway because Furnacebrook comes all the way from West Quincy, the Blue Hills, comes all the way down down Furnacebrook Parkway, goes under Furnacebrook Parkway, flows into Black's Creek, which is where the Adamses used to swim, nice. down the street from their home. <laughs> and then, of course, the Greenberg Bridge on the other end, where it goes out to the ocean directly, has tide gates in it so that we close the gates on the incoming tide when we have a storm. So it's a, really an important asset that we've got to maintain. And uh, so uh, we're working on that, along with the whole reconstruction of Marymount Parkway. We've done the gas mains. We've done the, the water and sewer on that street. The first phase of street, C Street was done between Quincy Shore Drive in that range down to uh, Narragansett down on that stretch, Quincy mm-hmm. Hockey. And so the next phase of that project will pick up from there and go further into the neck. I think it goes eventually all the way to Palmer Street. So the road will be completely upgraded uh, with new lighting, be much safer for both pedestrians, bikers, and, and of course, people driving uh, their cars. Now, those projects don't happen overnight. That one is a state-funded project. We appreciate a state delegation on these things. Uh, rep- that's Representative Chan's district, but Representative Ayers and Hunt and, of course, the Speaker of the House, Mariano, and, and of course, covering things for the Senate for us is Senator John Keenan. And, and those guys do a lot of work for us behind the scenes, and some of that is state funding like that one on C Street. We get Chapter 90 money every year, which is money every city and town gets to help us repave our roads. We get about a million nine a year for that, and it helps, but we passed our own infrastructure bill here in Quincy a couple of years ago, which authorizes over so many years uh, about $100 million worth of work. I mean, it, mm-hmm. million dollars doesn't go like it used to go. We talked about <laughs> that, right? A buck doesn't go like it used to go. So the cost of everything has gone up dramatically. But we're trying to maintain our infrastructure, do it right, get all the infrastructure work below grade done first. And then, of course, people see the finished product once you get it paved and the curbs reset and the sidewalks done. So a lot of important work going on. You know, over the years we've seen... West Guantanamo, East Guantanamo, Hancock, East and West Howard Street by Quincy Ave. A lot of major intersections we've done major work on, but that, you know, we got to keep it going. We absolutely got to keep it, keep the momentum going. And of course, this federal stimulus bill on the federal side will be a help to do that for sure. Yeah, well, a lot of work has been done, and that's the thing. It just doesn't end. I Correct. mean, that's the thing when you're when you're mayor, you sort of, the, the projects net, just continue and continue. And well, it's like going on a house, Mark, right? So yeah. 
my wife and I, a few years ago, just put the second roof on a house. You know, we're in the house 32 years. When we got the house done years ago, uh, we'll get a 25-year shingle. We'll be out of here yeah. by then. You know? But it, it's the same thing, you know. So you get something done, and a few years go by, something else needs to be done. You upgrade the bathroom at home, and all of a sudden, a few years down the road, it needs to be upgraded again. Yeah. None yeah. of it's forever, right? So right. we got to keep it up. It's the same at the city level. I tell it to people all the time. Just multiply it by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> by, by a lot. By a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know? Thank you for the update on transportation. I think that's a good consumable bit for people to get today at this podcast. Actually, you know, one of the things that I'm talking about as well. Yeah, please. Before we finish is with the pandemic, everything changed, right? Everybody's will change to a large degree. So the, over the long term, the question's going to be, and it affects both the T and traffic. Mm. Are people going to be going back to the offices five days a week? Yeah. And there's a lot of talk that companies like the flexibility. They may do two in the office, three at home, three in the office, two at home. Mm. There's, there's, there's going to be an effort to kind of coordinate that so that we keep the highways from jamming up. They used to be all the time. Yeah. And of course, how that relates to ridership on the T is another issue. So all those things that we've experienced now are going to create new policy going forward as we continue to do the analysis on it. Interesting. I think everyone's waiting to find out what that's going to be because that's a that's an interesting metric and who's going to go back to work, who isn't going to go back to work. People are still home working from home. Yeah. Some people like it. Yeah. I go out of my mind, but I would some too. people like it. <laughs> I know. We were here right through COVID, thank God. Yeah, thank uh, God. As we wind the podcast down, boss, uh, we're in the midst of some snow outside right now as we're recording this. There's some there's, there's going to be a lot of snow, so help your neighbors if you can. We, we've already done a video. Make sure you find us on City of Quincy. I know, yeah, I know I know that we get listeners beyond Quincy in the podcast, but those that live in Quincy, and no matter where you live, follow the rules. It, it helps the, the snowplow drivers and operators. It's going to be a heavy, wet snow. It could be power outages, and it's supposed to be cold for several days afterwards, so it'll freeze up wherever it is. So we, we need to move it, get it out of the way before it freezes, so if you can cooperate as Quincy, it's, we go by the start of the winter, what year we're in, so it's an odd year, so side streets, you can park on the, on the odd side. But if you can get the car off the street, get it off the street. Yeah, that's part of the snow removal process that will be happening all weekend this weekend, too. And so, folks, make sure you just try and move your cars if you can, help your neighbors if you can, especially senior citizens. And uh, if, you have, if you're stuck, give us a call here at the mayor's office. He always tells us to make sure we treat every person that calls here just like our family member, 617-376-1990. And that's probably enough for today. What do you say, boss? Sounds good. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time here on City View Podcast Quincy. Look for us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find the mayor's latest video on this storm as well as all kinds of other stuff at City of Quincy. That's at City of Quincy, one word, and you'll find all our social media stuff. Have a great day, everybody.